Hi guys, welcome to Film Happy Hour. This is a podcast where I'll be talking about movies, TV shows with the assistance of cocktails. Now today, I have a little concoction. I'll share later what it is because it does look a bit juicy, if you get what I mean. I'll give you a heads up on what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about Murderville, The Legend of Vox Machina, Pam and Tommy, and then lastly, Eyes of Tammy Faye. If we have time, I'd like to talk about Oscar nominations because I think this year we have a pretty good, pretty good batch. So let us get into it. You're listening to Film Happy Hour with Snow. wondering who am I why have I chosen to do this and whatnot well basically I love tv okay I love cinema I love film I just love watching people put their stories together and see them come to life and I like them so much I feel like my opinion is valid so here I am in a safe space for us to discuss it so you can tell me what you thought about it what I think about it and the whole thing and then we can rate them out of five five being the greatest or really good and zero being you know we won't even mention it kind of a Voldemort thing so what we're going to start with is Murderville now Murderville came out on Netflix last week and I was recommended to watch it I I just don't understand why they decided to do that like I get it because what it is about it's an adaptation of Murder in Successive which was created by the same creator Andy Burton and I get you wanted to do something again for like younger people and to how would I word it to to show that you've still got it but I think the only reason as to why I didn't like it was because it has the kind of humor you find in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I don't like Brooklyn Nine-Nine so if you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine it's more you're more likely to like it could never get into it so, but they there's a couple crazy people in there, like really good actors like Will Arnett, Conan, Lee Bodwin. Like the list is endless. There's heavy actors. It's a heavy budget. Well, knowing Netflix, they don't, you know, spare any change when it comes to getting people in there. Look at, um, what was the film called again? Don't Look Up. That's what it's called. Like, look at all the people are in there. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio. You've got Jennifer Lawrence. You've got so many people. But even if that film... I get what they were trying to do, but I I didn't like it either. It was all right because, you know, I love Meryl Streep and she's a great actor and she knows what she's doing. But I just feel like the people are bored now. And I just, you know, it, we just came out of pandemic. They weren't making money like that. And so they saw the script. They thought it'd be great. And, you know, not to, I'm not hating on it because, I, like, I see they want to bring attention to the, the world and the environment and whatnot and what's going on and um, how we're destroying species and whatnot. And it just shows the most realistic way we would respond to the world ending. And I, I don't know. I disagree. So with Murderville, I'm going to give it a two out of five because I didn't like it. Um, If you haven't heard it yet, here's a trailer and you can, you know, make it out for yourself and see whether you watch it if you haven't watched it already. What do we got here? Stab wounds in our upper back. Tough time imagining with just the outline. Can't get in the position and slowly be dying too. Uh, You got to keep track of the evidence. You have a notepad. (laughs) 
Terry, Seattle. Every day means a new murder case and a new celebrity partner. You ready to solve a crime? I'm ready. Scream it! I'm ready to solve a crime! Let's go! Forget how strong I am. I want you to think of this as your crime scene. Judging by the top hat-shaped dent in her skull, this was the murder weapon. I'm a sick ass shit is this. If we're gonna crack this case, we're gonna need to go deep undercover. Don't get caught. Who are you? I'm Vinny the Champ. Oh, no, he's Vinny the Fork. <laughs> this is Eva Braunfinger from Germany. Very thick accent. Oh, I'm good at that. I love the cutting. Oh, shit. No, it's fine. What's your name? Todd Carrington. Name is Todd Carrington. Todd Berg. Carrington Berg. Son. I'm sorry. Todd Carrington Bergson. And Field. These are our three main suspects. Please choose who you think did it. But we're going to catch this motherfucker. We're going to catch this motherfucker for sure. There's been a murder. <gasps> Whoa! You're supposed to gasp. <gasps> Weird gasp. <laughs> that was the trailer for Murderville. I'm open for the for you guys to let me know what you thought about it. If you've watched it already, and maybe I was being too harsh. Bearing in mind, I'm like midway on episode two. I couldn't even push all. I think there were eight episodes, and I couldn't do it. And on the topic of what came out on Netflix, the documentary Tinder Swinder came out, and everyone's talking about it. And I, to be honest with you, yeah, I mean this with like the most love and everything. I don't know how you get caught like that. I I don't understand. Not not the guy. I've forgotten the guy's name. But like he was doing what he had to do to get this money. You know, he had to make this money by tomorrow. But um, with the babes that just kept sending money, I don't know what kind of love that is. And, you know, Valentine's around the corner. I don't even want to smell that kind of love. So if you're out there getting out loans for your man, uh, your your babes, your partner, the silence is for you. Okay. <laughs> now moving on to another streaming platform. We're going to talk about Prime. Now on Prime... This TV show came out. It's called The Legend of Vox Machina. How I even came onto it, I don't really know. I think I was just scrolling through and it was, uh, you know, Prime has this thing where like it showcases what's coming out. Duh, 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 and it looked similar to something I watched on Netflix called The Dragon's Blood. So I was like, OK, let's get into it. its animation. And, you know, there's powers and magic and, you know, sci-fi is heavy, heavy, heavy in the sci-fi. So I said, OK, let me give it a try. And I kind of really like it. It comes out um, every week. Two episodes come out every week and it's pretty good. I can't. Yeah. Um in the beginning, I did have low expectations. So I don't know if that's why I like it or whether, how would I put it? Because when you when you watch a trailer for something, for those of you that watch trailers, because I know some people don't watch trailers, which I understand they don't want the film to be ruined. They want to go in and, come and watch it with an open mind. Personally, I can't do that. I like to have a, a point of view. I need to know what I'm getting myself into. So as long as I can have a clear understanding that this is what's going to happen. Not like this is going to happen in terms of storytelling, but this, you know, the killer used to be, you know, person A's dad 
And now we have to find out the way they're going to work together kind of thing. Some, something light, but something informative. For me, I'm like, okay, cool. I know I'm going into something that could be psychologically draining or something. I kind of like having that information. Now back to Vox Machina, it kind of gave me that. It kind of gave me the, oh, what's going to happen here? Oh, what's going to happen there? Like, oh, I thought we were going to go this way. They introduced new characters really well. They expended other characters really. I just think it was good storytelling, especially for an animation. Because I feel like people think with an animation, because it's cartoon, they can get away writing anyhow. Um, no offense, Legend of Korra. So that's one thing where they're all pieces of story. They're all different versions of storytelling. Just make sure you're being fulfilling with that, especially if you include the writer of the comics or the writer of the books that they're based on. And I'm not going to go deep into that. I threw shade. If you knew what I was talking about, you knew what I was talking about. Here's a trailer for The Legend of Vox Machina. And you can tell for yourself whether you watch it or not. Let me know, though. Evil rises. Our only hope lies in these brave warriors. What the fuck? Right. Who else have we got? I'm sorry, who the hell are you? We're Vox Machina. We fuck shit up. Let's go! You can't be seriously considering them for such a task. Our reputation is less than stellar. If killing for gold isn't getting us anywhere, maybe we try doing some good this time? Nah. Boring. If this evil persists, the kingdom will starve to death. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I suggest we run right now. Fuck that. We fight. Grog, you're hurt. No big question. This is normal. Oh, oh no. That was a trailer for The Legend of Vox Machina. If you haven't already been able to tell the voices in that show, we have Laura Bailey, Ashley Johnson. She was the technical genius on Blindspot, Matthew Mercier, Liam O'Brien, and so many other names. I don't even want to ruin it for you. I want you to hear them and go, rah, I recognize this person. Let me go and check. Ah, you've checked. Ah, you're watching it. And you'll say, oh, that was snow. Yes. I'm the one that put you on it. Okay, taking a sip of my cocktail and giving you a brief, brief reflection to reflect on what I'm talking about because, and not this, I'm not even supposed to be talking about this show now because it came out ages ago, but 
Invincible. I think Prime really know how to adapt their animation. And so if you had to ask me, watching animation on Netflix or watching animation on Prime, it's very, very, very likely I'm going to say Prime. So there's that. Now we are going to talk about Pam and Tommy. Now, Pam and Tommy follows a period in their life. So Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Pamela Anderson is one of the ladies from Baywatch, the old Baywatch, not this new one that came out a couple years ago, The Rock. And Tommy Lee was a drummer in Motley Crue. So it follows them in a time where the person that they were hiring to redo their house, who breaks into their house and steals the safe and in the safe, there is a tape. Now, in finding the tape, he distributes it all over, you know, the internet and whatnot. And it builds a life of its own, the said tape. Now, when it comes to portraying people's life, right, I would think that you would ask the said people that, oh, I'm going to, you know, make a story about your life. Bearing in mind, the person that's adapted, one of the people that have adapted this is Seth Rogen. Now, if you know Seth Rogen, he's the, he's in Knocked Up. He's a comedian, basically. Um, so you'd think that you give the people the respect because these, these people are alive. Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee are very much alive. Tam, Tommy Lee, I think is married now and Pamela's doing her thing in activism, which is great. So to hear that they didn't even give consent for the show to be made and they're really doing a deep dive in the things that they went through as people as well as stars. And this, this, this is a time when paparazzi were, were rude. They were like, lethal they were horrible they were diving in your bins they were waiting outside your house they like there's not they weren't a lot of control of the aspect of the entertainment industry in terms of making a quick buck they want to make money get this picture send it to this person bam rent's paid so to find out that they didn't even like they they asked for the consent pamela said no they did it anyway and now they're going through her life proper like detailed and I just personally, it kind of makes me not like the show, I guess. Story-wise, great. Um, Lily James is the lady that's portraying Pamela Anderson. Lily James, you may know her from Downton Abbey. She um, played Cinderella, the live action. She's a really good actor. I think she's, um, you can even find her in Baby Driver. She's really good. But I just, and even the way they did the prosthetics from the fake teeth to the fake foreheads to the fake bosom it just it is giving very much Pamela Anderson and also with Tommy Lee's tattoos on Sebastian Stan who you'd recognize from the MCU as the Winter Soldier or if you've watched the 355 um he's Nick don't want to talk too much about the 355 because that sh- that movie hurt my feelings like I understood what they were trying to do but they shouldn't have done it and I love Jessica Chastain so it even hurts the more talking about her we're gonna we're gonna review Eyes of Tammy Faye later so let me go back to Pam and Tommy so Pam and Tommy I feel like I'll rate everything back to the beginning so we'll give that a second but I just it's watching it made me wonder and made me question like do we cross the line when we're portraying live people um like, yeah when we're portraying people that are alive going through one of the worst periods of their life just for entertainment like where does the line stop when when are we allowed to not do it anymore because I just feel like a lot of people are just making movies for the sake like even 
the amount of these new live actions that Disney's making, I don't quite understand. Like I saw the trailer for Cheaper by the Dozen the other day and I was appalled. I was like, what is this? And don't get me wrong, I love Gabrielle Union. Like she's one of the few black women who've gone through all the turmoils of being a young actor and succeeded. And it's just, I, I get you have to make your money, but like I'm, my expectation for that film is very low, like very, very low. Because I don't quite understand. Watch the trailer and let me know. The film's coming out on Disney+. Plus. I don't think it's coming out in cinemas. But um, there's certain projects you can actually say no to. And I just even getting to the point where they're pitching it to you. I wish it died in the pitching room. The same way the Lizzie McGuire show died is the same way this should have died. But anyway, I feel like I'm giving hate speech. Um, <laughs> back to Pam and Tommy. I just feel like we've crossed the line on that and we should we should just dial down, make new organic material because there's so much. And like, let's say you don't have any material. There's so many books, so many bestseller books out there that would be great on the big screen, but it's a lot of work and people want to be lazy and steal people's experiences and live them through their own. And I think that's tacky and if anything, selfish because you want to make a quick buck. Um, if you haven't already, here's a trailer for Pam and Tommy. Let me know. Maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe I'm confused and don't know what I'm talking about. But this is why I wanted to have this podcast so we can talk about it and have a safe space as movie fanatics and TV show lovers and just cinema lovers. Maybe there's an out outlook or a perspective I haven't seen and you guys want to show me. So yeah, here's a trailer and let me know what you think. What the hell is this? It's all over town. TV, print, radio. There's a tape going around of Pamela Anderson. Let's see what we got. They say that I don't have rights because I've spent my public life in a bathing suit. I don't want to end up in the L.A. River, man. Nobody's getting dumped in the L.A. River. Go <sighs> back. That's going to be insane. <laughs> Some of you may be wondering what I'm drinking. I am drinking Jack Daniels mixed with lemonade. With the lemons, I'm joking. It's just that it's lemonade. Um, you know what's funny? I was supposed to... Let me put the glass down. Oh, it's in a martini glass. Um, so I initially had planned to drink cocktails that have been infused with the tea with what i'm gonna be reviewing so i was gonna have a bloody mary because we're gonna talk about murderville and you know death and murder together yeah but um you know life happens so here we are at least i stayed true to the cocktail kind of vibe i believe even though it's a spirit mixer but hey let's not look at the technicalities um that was a trailer with pam and tommy let me know what you think i think even hearing back um, when they're doing press interviews and talking about what they had to go through. Because Lily said, the lady that plays Pamela, she said that she had to sit in hair and makeup four hours every day and they had early morning calls. So that's kind of kind of crazy. And also she said that because she was wearing plas plastic dentures, like fake dentures, and they were like pushing out her lips more, it kind of helped with her American accent. And also... She stayed in, so she's British. She stayed in her American accent throughout filming the whole show, which I commend, you know, because I like to do my American accent here and there, but for a couple months through and through, day in, day out, I don't think I could do that. I really like my accent. So again, I see what they were trying to do. And, you know, in 
terms of Emmys, would it get nominated? I don't know, because they still have a lot of time compared to um, a lot of other shows that might come out. But I just feel like we're crossing a line with certain things. So here we go. Now, we're going to talk about the eyes of Tammy Faye. To give you a backstory, it is based in the 1970s where Tammy Faye Becker and her husband Jim rise from going to Bible studies here and there to broadcasting on national TV. I think it's the um, 700 Club or something. Yeah. And it just snowballs and it takes over. Tammy has singles and albums and she's, you know, the people are pouring in, they're loving her as well as her husband. And then you get to see how all of that praise and the highness of living that kind of loved life plays into their financial struggles and the schemes that was happening to them and the scandals that took place in the media and in their marriage and in their community as, you know, pastors and pastors' wives and gospel singers and whatnot. And I think Jessica Chastain did a great job. I think she really did. I just think she did it. Do you know what I mean? You know, when you watch a movie and you see, like, you you know the actor. Obviously, you don't know the actor, but you've seen what they're capable of. So you've seen Jessica Chastain from Interstellar to The Zoo, or is it just The Zoo, to 355. So you've seen her across the dome. And for her to be able to access this kind of space and channel Tammy Faye and do what she needed to do. Don't get me wrong. Andrew Garfield is a great actor. He's always been a great actor. And I didn't have any doubts in him portraying Jim. I, I knew from when you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom, from when you've seen Hawk Sawbridge, from when, when you've seen Andrew Garfield's discography and you just, there's certain things that when you know he's playing a part, you're just like, yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Like I used to be this person where I'd watch movies only based on the actor because I knew they could hold their own and I wouldn't want to try something new if I didn't know anyone from who was writing it, from directing it, producing it, the whole shebang. If I didn't know at least someone's name in the team, something familiar, I wouldn't watch it. I'd have to go through the trailers and listen to people talk about the film and see whether it's worth my time. Only because watching a movie is completely different to listening to an album. I feel like with listening to an album, you can put it on in the back and you can do whatever. You can zone out when you want to. When you're putting a movie on, you're dedicating one hour and 30 minutes, one hour and 20 minutes, two hours, two hours and a half. You're dedicating your time to watch it. And sometimes when you don't know anyone, you don't, know if you don't believe that they're a good enough actor for your time, you're not going to watch it. So I'm happy to say I've outgrown that. I don't care anymore. What I'm trying to say is Jessica Chastain is that girl. And when you watch Eyes of Tammy Faye, because it came out already in the States, we, we've only just gotten it now. And I watched it the other day and I left stunned. I left amazed. And the project itself, the movie, it got nominated for an Oscar. I was just like, yes, there's certain things that you watch. And, you know, a couple of people said that a couple of other movies got snobbed. But the fact that she's getting the recognition for being a great actor is just enough. And I hope talking about being a great, you know what, let me let me not digress. But I'm just really happy that she's getting her flowers and she's getting the recognition. Because if you watched scenes of a marriage where she's with Oscar Isaac, who's a beautiful man. But side point, you could literally see another act. Like she's got so many skills and so many personas in the way she accesses her characters that I'm just so like I watch them I'm like you're not the same person that played the other character or the 
this character and for her to be able to hold her own and I'm not even like huh I'm like yes I'm like yeah it just shows that I'd give Tammy Faye I'd give Tammy Faye a four out of five I know I'm supposed to rate them at the end but I'm just really excited I'm just really happy that it's getting the attention that it needed before we even get here's the trailer for the eyes of Tammy Faye Tammy Faye what'd you do Hello, Mother. This is Jim Baker, my husband. <laughs> it's all part of our mission to help people. Anyone who's hurting or they feel like they've been left out, God has a plan for us. What did he tell you to do this time? Jesus keeps a ticking me higher and higher. Jim will preach and I'll sing. Higher and higher. God does not want us to be poor. Wonderful, a pleasure. Now God has a voice in this fight. Who's he fighting? Liberal agenda, homosexual agenda. Faith isn't political. You can't talk to him like that. Jerry Falwell is a powerful man, Tammy Faye. She's a firecracker, Jim. <laughs> if everyone watching could double their pledge just for one month, God loves you. He really does. We're not doing anything wrong, though. Is that a question? Tammy and I are undergoing the most vicious attacks. Serving God don't feel like it should be a money-making opportunity. You know, when I saw that clipping with my face on it, I thought for a second that you were proud of me. Oh, Tammy Faye, you follow blindly. In the end, all you are is blind. These eyes. I just want to love people. The devil's coming for me, Tammy. Can we talk about Satan later, Jim? Steve is a patient of AIDS. I can't look at this. You need to get her under control. I built you an empire. You built you an empire. Some people, they're just hurting so bad, and we just need to love them. I want to put my arm around you. And I want to put my arms around you, Tammy Faye. <laughs> For it, looking in the rear view mirror of my life. This is who I am. That was the trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And really and truly, that it was quite an emotional film. It was enlightening and emotional just to see how great, because this is also based on real life people. Back to what I was saying earlier about Pam and Tommy. It's based on real life people, but you know. I guess you want to tell a story, tell a story, but there's pe this people's lives. People lived through this. And if you're going to tell it, don't make it look cheap. I'm not saying any of them did. I think Pam and Tommy looks great. Um, I think the eyes of Tammy Faye looked great as well. But um, I just feel like certain things can be left alone. Now, I mentioned the Oscars earlier and they released the nominees yesterday and it's looking a bit strong. It's looking a bit heavy. The, I just don't quite understand why Don't Look Up is up there. I don't understand why it'll be nominated for Best Picture. Um, I understand why Dune's on there. The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard. You know, it's heavy. Obviously they have there's the occasional, huh, what are you doing there? But, you know, I guess they wanted to even it out. 
There's so many powerful men that have been nominated for best actor that I don't even know who to root for. Obviously I know, but um, I don't know who to root for. I'm rooting for, but the thing is, I don't know though. Cause I want to say Benedict because how he portrayed his character in The Power of the Dog was just amazing. But then I love Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield's pretty good. Will Smith as well. King's, King Richard was a good film. He portrayed, he, he portrayed the father really well. Best actress, we have Olivia Coleman, Kristen Stewart, Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz, Jessica Chet. Do you know what I mean? Like it's heavy. Like these are these are strong women. These are powerful women. Great actors. Like I don't even know. Obviously, I know who to root for, but I don't know who to root for. I'm rooting for Jessica Chastain, but Olivia Coleman's a really good actor. Kristen Stewart as well. It's just so. I wonder how they're gonna do this because best original song as well. We've got so many. If you haven't already, you can just Google it and check. Um, best animated feature Encanto is against Raya and the Last Dragon. I really like both of them luca was okay it was all right it wasn't the best i think it would be really good as a short film but anyway it's just everyone that's been nominated jk simmons i do love me some jk simmons he's nominated for best supporting actor he's really good he's one of my like all-time favorite actors he just holds his own and like i remember i was watching defending jacob and if you haven't watched it already, it's basically Jacob is the son of a district attorney and one of the kids got murdered, question mark, but died. And Jacob was the last person to see them. And it just shows you the turmoil the family goes through, especially with Jacob's history and da 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 da. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good limited series. I do love me a limited series because I don't have to worry about how the ending's going to be in terms of um, the show gets cancelled and so they end the season on a cliffhanger and then you're stuck with a cliffhanger for life. So I thought that was, I love limited series. It starts and ends and capiche. That's it. Just a long movie. Um, honorable mention, Watchmen. That was a really good limited series. I do love me some Regina Hall and some Yaya, but um, anyway, I feel like I'm digressing. <laughs> Back to Defending Jacob. J.K. Simmons was in Defending Jacob. So even the way they... Um, they gave him like dirty teeth. They cut his hair. They made him, he was a criminal. And it just, I was like, wow. Do you know what I mean? From seeing him, because the last place I saw JK before that was in Spider-Man. So just to see him change like that so drastically, I was like, yeah. Even channeling the character that he was portraying in Defending Jacob, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you, there's a reason why you're in my top five. But with the Oscar nominations, I'm I'm happy. Obviously there's, um, there's a little things I can, I can pick. I can not pick it here and there about, you know, but I won't, I won't. I'll accept what's there. You know, Free Guy got nominated. I do love, I, I loved Free Guy. I think it was pretty good, especially for um, a Ryan Reynolds film. Cause you know, not to sound like a hate train, but Ryan Reynolds really does like portraying the same character just in different films. But with the, in Free Guy, I feel like he was less himself and I do love me some Jodie. So yeah, I think she's great. You'd recognize her as Villanelle from Killing Eve. If you don't watch Killing Eve, what are you doing? You know what? If we actually go, the BBC America, whatever BBC, if it's got BBC and it's from the UK, we've got some bangers out here, you know? We got Peaky Blinders that's coming out very soon. As you can tell from the picture of my voice, I'm very excited. I think it's my favorite show in the world. But the last show I called my favorite really did me dirty. I will not mention it, but it runs with Frame of Thrones. 
So I just hope, and uh, not gonna lie, this is just an honorable mention as well. I'm not reviewing it. I'm just mentioning it. I feel like this season is gonna be very bittersweet because I don't, you know what? Let me not even go into it. But the Oscar nominations are looking very, very heavy. Like it's looking very good. I feel like the people that put their heart and soul and blood and sweat are getting the accolades that they deserve. And I feel like in this day and age, they deserve, especially coming from a pandemic, all of everything gonna stand still and just not being able to put their art out and now they're getting the recognition i think i think it's good i'm happy for them and I'm, i can't wait to watch and see who wins because if anything everyone that's been nominated deserves it there's a couple other people um that could have been nominated i think adam driver should have been nominated i think he portrayed his character really well in house of gucci gaga and that she should have been nominated as well the academy awards have their have a mind of their own but this is what i've spoken about today next week hopefully i'll be having a guest keep a lookout on film happy hour socials and you'll find out who the guest is but if there's somebody you think i should have on here and we can discuss more in-depthly about what's come out for us to see let me know thank you for listening let me know what cocktail you're going to drink next week so we can make them together as I finish my beautiful ramen lemonade in a martini glass. But yeah, I've been Snow, your host on Film Happy Hour. And we'll be back next week.